Thomas on Red Radio. For the students, by the students. Broadcasting live 24-7. Right, yo, and a warm welcome to Red Radio this afternoon in our broadcast with Mr. Jurassi. Um, before we get going, though, we're going to get into news with our news team. Over to Camilla Cornell and Aidan McConnell. Red Radio News. For the students, by the students. Broadcasting live 24-7. Good afternoon. I'm Camilla Cornell with this hour's headlines. A traffic officer, officer was shot dead after attempting to arrest a dangerous taxi driver. Public calls for ESCOM chief operating officer to resign. And Ireland leads with the vaccination for COVID-19. Stay tuned for this and more at Studio Red News at 4.30 p.m. Red Radio News. For the students, by the students. Right now, though, we are joined in studio with Mr. Jurassic. Good morning. Oh, I'm about to say good morning. Good afternoon, sir. It's been a long day, Thomas. It I literally understand. has. So, um, obviously, Red Hill has kicked into place with the coronavirus um, pandemic. How's it been going so far? The last 48 hours must have been absolutely mental for you. It has been. It, it really has been a difficult uh, 48 hours. Um, you know, over the weekend, obviously, news was coming through and I was being inundated with um, emails, with social media. And what's really interesting, Thomas, is, you know, everyone's got an opinion on, on how you should be dealing with the coronavirus. Yeah. Um, what I really do appreciate is that, you know, while it's difficult to deal with, you see a community coming together and the Red Hill community is an amazing community. Um, and while I really do appreciate, you know, all the tidbits and the and the advice that's come through, and we, we obviously went through that. I just want to ask um, our community to forgive me if we didn't reply to everyone, and also if we couldn't take everybody's advice. Well, let's not say we didn't take everybody's advice, advice into consideration, but that you know the things we put in place didn't satisfy everyone. And I think that's how a community need to be able to understand that when you are in a uh, you know in an, a, a crisis. And yeah. I think we are in a crisis, yeah. uh, an emergency. Um, somebody's going to make a decision at some stage. And, um, you know, we don't always like the decisions that are made by a particular school. But I think a community is strongest when they feel they've been listened to. And even if it doesn't go their way, they then abide by the rules and the protocols that are put into place. And I think that's really important. So obviously, Radial has made the decision to go now into our uh, April holidays, um, obviously now kicked in into March. What was the decision behind making us go into the holidays now rather than going in during April and having this bit to be an online learning session? Right. So when we heard straight away that the president had made a decision to close schools, our, my, my immediate reaction was, OK, it's a three and a half week period before the holidays. And then it's about a three and a half week holiday. Let's just swap the two. Yeah. Right. So let's go into a holiday period. Now, there are various reasons for that. One, I think with everything's been happening um, over the last two weeks, three weeks, month leading up to this, people are exhausted. Mm. So to go straight away into a holiday or an off peak period and then to dive straight into some kind of online learning, I, I wasn't sure was the best way to go. Yeah. In fact, I don't think it is the best way to go. I think people need it hands down. Let's just, let's just collect our thoughts. Let's just go home. Let's relax. Let's stop being paranoid about what's going on. And let's, you know, just take time out. 
The other thing is, you know, although other schools have now said they'll take the ordinary holiday and they're now going to go straight into online learning, I need your audience to understand that South Africans are not used to online learning. Yeah. You can't sit down one day and say, right, we're going to do online learning. Mm-hmm. Okay. Personally, I, I don't think it's going to work. Um, I don't think the majority of schools are going to be particularly successful with it. Yeah. Um, I don't think teachers are prepared for this. I don't think we have, I'm talking in general. Yes. I don't think we have amazing video casts, podcasts up and running. And so what I thought was we were going to do it the other way around. We were going to have the holiday now, which would give our teachers, and tomorrow we've got training for all of our teachers, we would give our teachers three and a half weeks to put together amazing podcasts, video casts, do all of the training that should we not come back on the 14th, we would be ready to go into a proper, well thought out online learning program. When the president made his announcement on a Sunday evening, you really can't give schools, and I'm sure schools will say that they've had lots of time, they've been thinking about it. I'm going to be controversial. I don't buy it. I don't think I think some teachers have been, but I think in the main, um, you know, this is not going to this is not going to take off really well. You need time. You need planning time. We will have had that planning time, and then we will go into school. I also don't think I think people are not understand. Uh, people don't realize that seven weeks off school is a huge amount of time to be off school. Yeah. And that even though you've got learning platforms up and running, students and teachers are going to have to get used to how to work on learning platforms. All of a sudden, you're going to say to kids, spend six hours in front of a computer, not on TV games and computer games, but on learning. This takes a long time to get into. Our aim was rather, how do we get our school ready to come back to school? Mm -hmm. Okay? Even... If it means the rest of South Africa is not ready go, to go back to school, I'm confident that with what we've put in place, Red Hill will be ready. The only thing that will stop us from coming back is if we get a direct order from government not to come back. Yeah. But there are so many things that I've thought about in terms of how we can get kids back onto campus, even if it means bringing students back to campus for one day on, one day off, one day on, one day off so that you don't have a thousand students on campus on, at one time, but you limit the amount of contact that takes place. Yeah. There are a whole lot of things that I now will spend over the next three weeks thinking about how we do that, especially in terms of our matric students. They need to get back onto campus as quickly as possible. Yeah. Um, and I think we thought this through pr- pr- properly. I know that for some parents, they're worried about the holiday period where they've booked holidays. You know, guys, in a time of crisis, Things don't always work the way we want them to work out. Yeah. Nobody asked for this. This was thrust upon us. Um, and what we're saying is for the, 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 the few families out there, and from the engagement we've had, it's not the majority of families. They must take their holidays. We will ensure that the work that the students have missed, that they get the work, that they're up to date, that, they, that we catch them up. But the majority of students, after three and a half weeks not being at school, are going to be ready to come back to school. Yeah. And I have nothing to gain by making certain decisions except looking after the vast majority of my students and families. Yeah. And I had to make a decision, and my decision was that the majority of students after three and a half weeks would be ready to come back to school if I can secure the campus, if we can secure the home environment that kids are feel pretty safe to come to school and go back home. 
then the quicker we get you back onto campus and we get normal studying you know, on track, the better off we're all going to be. So looking into the future, what are our holidays? I know nothing must be fully set in stone yet, but what are our holidays going to look like going forward? And Thomas, you're right. Um, we, can't say, we can't take anything that I say now as being the proverbial gospel. Yeah. We absolutely can't do that. We didn't know on Sunday evening the president was going to tell us on Wednesday we can't be back at school. Um, at this moment in time, over the next two days, I will put a calendar together, yeah. which I will send out to parents by Friday. At this moment in time, we don't see the calendar changing. We've been lucky this year that there are long periods of holidays in June um, because we've already we've got um, Youth Day, which is on a Tuesday. We've given parents off on a Monday, so there's already four days there. At the end of May, um, we've got Workers' Day, um, so there's another long weekend there. So there are enough long weekends. I might look at you know giving an extra day here or there that allows for an additional long weekend just to give us a bit of rest uh, time. Yeah. But in terms of long holidays, the main June week holiday stays in place and the August holidays stay in place. So at this moment in time, calendar remains pretty much the way it is. So it's just that particular shift that's happening now. Absolutely. So many matrics have been asking what's going to be happening with their intensive week. Um, how's this going to work? Is there any plan set for this as of yet? There's always going to be a plan. There's, there's absolutely no doubt about the fact that we are planning ahead all of the time. Um, the intensive week is a wonderful period of time where matrix can spend um, you know, a bulk period of time at school and get a lot of work done. Yeah. Um, we will look at um, another time for that. Um, we haven't with, with, with everything that's been happening. I haven't had an opportunity yet to meet with faculty heads. I'll do that over the next two days when we don't have students at school. And when we send out a revised, we're going to send out revised A&Es. We're going to send out revised schedules, sporting schedules. All of those things will take place. Um, I, I probably won't send them out immediately because we want a bit of time to see what changes. We don't want things to change all the time. So give ourselves a bit of time, see what, what's, what's happening um, worldwide, what's happening in South Africa. But, you know, towards the middle of these holidays, we will get updates. Uh, and within those updates, we will also look at a revised metric intensive week. Okay. Um, so if, if it does so happen that the president orders that we're not coming back to school after these holidays, um, from what I've perceived that the students' plan is to go ahead with an online learning system, however that may be. How's prep school going to look? What's going to happen there? Right, so there are various platforms um, that are very different at, at prep school. Now, let's, let's also not panic in terms of prep school education in terms, and, and, and high school education, specifically grade 11 and grade 12. We know with high-stakes testing, that is our biggest priority yeah. because I cannot see them postponing the final metric paper. So that, that becomes a, a focus. Mm -hmm. And I think those students, 17, 18 year olds, they know the urgency and they, they, they will study and they will use the online platforms. With a prep school, the senior prep school, the two main areas that we need to concentrate on really is literacy and numeracy. Yeah. And we have um, two programs, one around reading called Reading Eggs and one around mathematics, which is called Mathletics. And parents will receive uh, a link, plus they'll get a code, they'll be able to get on. And there are then a whole lot of exercises, both in terms of numeracy and literacy, that parents will be able to work through with their children. 
when we look at pre-primary and foundation phase, um, we'll work through Classroom Dojo, which is another platform that our parents are used to, where our teachers will send activities home to um, parents for them to work on. So we're looking at age-appropriate stuff. Um, we're also not panicking too much about the younger grades. Most important thing is reading, and their parents can read with their kids. Kids, I, I know throughout the last two days that we've had the opportunity, many of the youngsters have come down, taken out library books. So for parents, get them reading. Best way to do that, read with your, your kids. And, and, and one of the most important things to be able to do with kids at home is wait for them to ask you questions as parents. The best kind of teacher you can be is when a student asks you an inquiring question, mm -hmm. ask them another question, and then help them find the answers. That's a wonderful way of keeping them active, keeping their, their, their thinking patterns going. So between reading and between inquiry-based learning where they ask questions and you as parents ask another question about the question that they just asked and ask them to go online, find the answers, um, you'll be, you know, as parents you'll be able to help your kids in that. Well, there we are. That's some tips from Mr. Jurassi for the prep school. But uh, I, um, some parents have been asking, and um, when we were collecting questions, some parents have decided to go ahead with school, especially in prep school, birthday parties. How should parents handle this? Should they take their kids away from birthday parties? How should social interaction look for this entire holiday period? Okay, so maybe this gives me an opportunity to kind of explain to parents how we're looking at moving Red Hill forward in the time of Corona. As I said earlier, the most important, the, the two most important, two, two really important things when we look at um, teaching and learning. One is how do I secure my home as being a safe zone? That would be ensuring that you don't have um, a lot of people coming into your home and um, that people that are coming from overseas are not coming into your home and that you're not going overseas and coming back into that same home place. So it's really about keeping it hy hygienic at all times and that means wiping down surfaces and making sure that you're washing your hands all the time and that's the best that you can do. From a school's perspective, um, we want to make sure that Red Hill is very safe. So some of the measures we'll put into place is we will only from the new term allow staff and students and parents of our school onto the premises okay right so we want to make sure that that is a safe zone we understand that children will be getting this virus mm -hmm. we spent the whole day with high school students explaining to them that children are you know the least vulnerable um, and that children who get the virus are pretty much going to get a bad bad flu get over it then they build up immunity to the virus and they will be okay. Yeah. So we understand moving into the future, kids will get it, go off, spend two days, two weeks at home, come back onto the campus, and we will have to look at and seeing how we reintegrate students back onto our campus. But we know at Red Hill we can deal with that. Now, in this time of three weeks that you're away, the most important thing is to be able to say, in my home environment, how do I know if my child has the virus or if we as a family have the virus? Mm-hmm. You've actually got to try and ensure that you see as few people as possible and that you have social distancing. Because within the three-week period of time, if the week before you come back to school or the weekend you come back to school, you go to a birthday party, yeah. you don't know if your child's picked up the virus. 
I would strongly suggest that in this next three and a half weeks, the main aim between, by the, from the president was social exclusion. How can you best exclude yourself from masses of people? Personally, I would be canceling birthday parties. Okay. I don't think we're in a time where we need to be having these birthday parties. The worst that can happen is postpone the birthday party. You can always have a party. It doesn't have to be on the day of your birthday. Mm -hmm. You can explain to your, your kids as parents that because of this difficult time, we don't want grandma there. We don't want granddad there. We definitely don't want them, them, them there because they're the most vulnerable. Yeah. So why don't we just postpone the birthday party for two months' time? We'll pick another date. Then hopefully things are better. We understand the virus better. Then we have those parties. So I think students need to be able to do that. Stay away. I've also said, and I saw there was a question, you know, why shouldn't our students then meet, mix with students from other schools? Yeah. The reason for that is I don't know what other schools have put in place. Our main strategy is we've said to parents, please be in contact with us. If you have a family member from overseas who comes to visit, tell us about it. This virus is not a virus that one has to be embarrassed about or to be socially excluded. This is a virus that we need to get through. We can best secure ourselves if we know what's happening outside in your home. Mm -hmm. You let us know that Uncle Joe is arriving from London, spending a week with us. You let us know. We get advice from our medical professionals, and we tell you what we think we should do, what you should do. Now, if that means two weeks exclusion, then go through the two weeks exclusion. But you are securing the campus and the community. This is a time when we can't think about ourselves. We can't say, well, Uncle Joe came. He didn't show any, uh, you know, any kind of symptoms, and I don't want him to miss two weeks of math. So just go to school. Mm. You are putting the entire community at risk, and more importantly, you are putting the campus at being a safe space at risk. Um, this is the time for our community to care about community more than self, yeah. to come together as a community, to be honest, to have integrity, and to rather give us more information than less so that we can handle this. If as a community we listen to the school, we give them information, we allow the school to be the central hub where we are collecting information and then giving back information to our parent body on how to best deal with this, I have no doubt that we will secure Red Hill, we will be able to keep teaching and learning going, especially at school, and we will all be much better off for it. But I really, I'm begging parents to be upfront with us, to, 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 to let us know the truth, to let us know what's going on so that um, we can be a safe community. So is the, if we want to get hold of someone to discuss or to let you know of a possible infection um, or a worry, who must they contact? The best person to do that, and she's managing that whole kind of office, is Mrs. Kirsch. Mm -hmm. So either to get her email, it is on the video that I sent out. I think uh, um, it's gkirsch at redhill.co.za. You send her an email, let her know what's going on. She will, within the day, be, get hold of you and tell you how best to deal with it. We have a meeting every morning. We see what's happening in our community. We get hold of our panel of experts, which include doctors, um, and we ask them what they would suggest. Then we get back to you as parents. We tell you what we think you should do, 
and in that way we secure our community um, and um, we know who's coming in who's going out who's ill when we should integrate students back into our community um, and i really really do believe that is the best way to safeguard the teaching and learning on our campus for everyone so is the is the campus officially shut down if the student wants to come and i don't know use the field to run around or play a tennis match is that forbidden yeah. strictly so forbidden? in terms of any kind of co-curricular activities mm -hmm. we're in lockdown okay what we have allowed to happen the only um kind of exemption that we've given are for matric students who through their teachers have requested that they come onto campus in small numbers and i want to emphasize that in many respects it's one student coming in who's in matric who's got to do um, a practical in the science lab where there is a, a, a teacher and a student, the teacher keeps their distance, student comes in, completes the practical, and then leaves the campus. Um, we've allowed that to take place. They come through our main entrance. Um, we make sure that they've signed in. Remember, you can't catch this by you know being two meters apart from one another. It's when you're touching each other, especially when you're touching surfaces and then touching your face. But the contact, it doesn't spread through the air. So we've been very careful with that. We're looking after our metrics. But in terms of everybody else, um, we've kept it pretty much a no-go zone. What is the current situation with school camps? Are they going to be postponed? Are they able to be postponed? Right. So I think, you know, all camps and all organizations have realized that, you know, there's been, um, you know, all schools have asked for them to be to be cancelled and postponed. For these camps, it makes far more sense for them to try and postpone it because then at least they're still bringing in the income. So one or two camp, uh, one or two tours have been cancelled. At the moment, we're trying to see whether we can get any money back. If we do, we will obviously give it back to the parents. Mm -hmm. um, but most of the, you know, the grade camps and tours have been postponed to the third term. Third term. A question coming in online now asking is what's going to happen with our music lessons, specifically with studio music, for example, our violin lessons? Right. That's a very good question, and we have come up with an answer. Definitely over the next three weeks, there is nothing happening on the campus. Um, our music student uh, teachers as well, they teach students from all different schools. Therefore, the same rule will apply. And however difficult it is, we have to ensure the safety of our campus first. That's my major priority. So for the time being, those lessons will be cancelled. Um, what will then need to take place is, you know, uh, parents will have to decide whether they want to have private lessons outside of the school. Now, while that might sound as a shock, but what about my kid? What about their learning? Let's really face it. Any student who doesn't play music for a two-month period, they will be able to catch that up quite easily. But if we sacrifice the security of our campus mm -hmm. for the needs of a handful of students who feel they have to continue with their music, that would be irresponsible. In a time of crisis, we all have to forego certain things. Um, and music, unfortunately, is going to have to be one of those. So when we say close down, the president is wanting everything to close down. We should be listening to that. It's been proven that uh, social distancing um, is the best way to deal with this problem. So until you've heard from us as parents, there will be no individual music lessons happening on our campus. Those kind of decisions you will have to make. 
our strong suggestion is any one-to-one with people that are not part of our campus or part of your family that you know where they've been and whether they are free from the virus, we would suggest that nothing takes place. So for three and a half weeks, I would stop everything. Let's wait until the end of the quarantine period and we can rediscuss and see where we are. Are parents encouraged not to have lessons at home? If that's a one-on-one lesson at home, our parents asked to to try and stay away from that. So definitely up until the gra- you know up until grade ten or so, I, I really would be seeing this as a holiday period. Yeah. Right. Um, if we come back to school, this is your holiday. So I would be saying yes. Don't be going to one-on-one lessons and those type of things. One of the things you should be um, working with, even your extra lesson teachers, is you know the availability of Skype. Yes. Let's be honest. We're moved into a, we, 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 we're in a t- uh, technology world. Um, I'm not quite sure how, uh, you know, if I was an extra lesson teacher, whether I'd want to be sitting next to a whole lot of students on one-on-one, yes. not knowing what's happening. Um, and the older the extra lesson teacher is, the more vulnerable they are. Talk to your extra lesson teacher. Get their Skype. Skype in. And you can have that lesson. We are going to start to understand, uh, even when it comes to music. Yeah, You know, um, you can still have certain lessons, um, theory lessons over Skype. We're going to have to start getting used to the fact that in the real world, people are not in the offices anymore. They're Skyping. They're getting onto team. This is the reality of our world in the corona era. And we're going to have to change and adjust the way we do things. We are in studio with Mr. Jurassi. After news, we're going to go straight back into it. Send us your questions. You can send it in the chat below. Our producers are on it. But right now, we're going to get into Studio Red News with Camilla Cornell. Red Radio News. For the students, by the students. Broadcasting live 24-7. Good afternoon. I'm Camilla Cornell with Studio Red News. In your top story this hour, a traffic officer was shot dead earlier today by an angry taxi driver. Reporters say that the officer was arresting the taxi driver for traffic violation when he was killed. EWN states that the suspect fled the scene and is still on the run. In other news, ESCOM's Chief Operating Officer Jan Oberholzer is soon to resign after numerous calls by the public for him to step down from such a high role in his company. Moving further abroad to Ireland where COVID-19 is becoming a bigger threat than any other virus they have ever faced. Reporters inside to say that the virus has infected over 60 people in only the last day. Ireland states that they are on top of the virus and are leading in the virus vaccination at the current moment. On to your exchange rates. The rand is 16 rand 52 to the dollar, 18 rand 22 cents to the euro, and 20 rand and 7 cents to the pound. Now fair weather. It is currently 20 degrees Celsius with a 69% of rain with 13 kilometer winds. That's all for Studio Red, Studio Red News this hour. I'm Camilla Cornell. Red Radio News. For the students, by the students. Streaming live across the world on Red Radio. Radio, we're in studio with Mr. Jurassi, all about coronavirus and the steps that Red Hill are taking with that. If we are not back um, by, if, 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 if it's decided that we're not going to be back, what are some of the platforms Red Hill is looking at for um, online learning? So I'm going to stress again, you know, I will do everything in my power 
once I know that our campus is secure, once I know which students don't have the virus, how I can reintroduce students slowly back into, onto the campus, I will do everything in my power to make that happen. So that, that really is where I want to go. But should we get a directive, no matter how well prepared you are, we're not letting students onto your campus, then our main, especially in the high school, and from, from grade four actually, the main platform is Google Classroom. Yeah. Again, I'm a little bit of a skeptic because how this was thrown on us. Also, because of load shedding. Yes. Right. So, you know, this idea that you're going to be able to now get onto Skype and the teacher's going to be in front of the classroom and everybody's going to be online and they're going to be answering questions. Call me a skeptic. Don't think it's going to happen. I think the way it's going to work is I think that there will be a, a large amount of videos, either of teachers teaching or lots of other material that's out there worldwide that teachers will choose. They will put that onto Google Classroom. They will ask you to watch the video. They will send through resources. They will send through assignments. You will send assignments back. Those assignments will be marked. They will be giving you, you'll be able to reflect on them. You'll be able to get, you know, feedback. Um, and I think that's really how things are going to work. Um, all students have textbooks. They'll be able to go through those textbooks. They'll have, be able to deal with those type of things. So I think, um, you know, the, the, those things are going to be really important. And I think that's how we'll probably be dealing with, um, with, with online platforms. As I said, though, I would definitely be looking at times where I can get a limited amount of students onto campus so that teachers would be able to um, interact with them face-to-face, -face, then send them away for a day or two to be able to then work on, on the work that's been given to them. I think it's been interesting because a lot of teachers have been um, making uh, uh, testing with Zoom and all of that. And, uh, and for me, I seem, it wasn't working out too well. Um, it, it, it was very interesting because a lot of uh, the Wi-Fi connection started to lead and people actually kind of zoned out. So I think it's going to, I think for me, I feel rest assured that we will, if we do have other materials and other platforms, I think it will be very um, sufficient that we are able to, to watch that and interact in that way. Um, I do want to know, is Google Classroom is, is, is going to be the main um, source of interaction. If students cannot get onto Google Classroom at this point in time, are they allowed to go to IT department? Are they allowed to email IT department? How can they sort that out? Because some students have said that they ha are having issues at this current point in time and they don't want to come into school because, you know, school's closed. Sure, that's a really good point. Um, once again, what I think we'll do, and I'll speak to Mrs. Kirsch about trying to set up a hotline in terms of to our IT department. Mm -hmm. That if there are problems, we will set up a hotline, we'll let that out, and that will go straight to our, our IT department who will be able to help them out. Um, I'd like to read an email that I just received. Um, and this email is the kind of email, if I may use this platform, of the kind of interaction we don't appreciate from parents. Okay. And I'll read it to you. Um, it seems that the school has no plan in place regarding how to facilitate virtual teaching during this time. And so the April vacations have been fast forward, forwarded with no consultation whatsoever. This is completely unacceptable. Other schools have been preparing and are thus ready to run. They have not been taken by surprise. They have been planning since the writing was on the wall. I fear that this immediate forced April holiday is a reflection of the leadership sense of omnipotence and arrogance. 
The need for a break now is a veil that is drawn around Red Hill's lack of preparedness in this regard. My answer is that this parent should remove her kids with immediate effect and go to one of those amazing schools that are so fully prepared for this virus. If anyone can show me a school that is fully prepared to go online for six hours per day and are fully prepared, I'll take back these words. Mm. At this point of time, I appreciate polite interaction with me, not the kind of arrogance that this parent is showing. If you don't trust the leadership of the school, then really you need to be able to go to another school. I think I have shown over this period and the time that I've been here together with my leadership that we have always been ready, that we have put the interests of our students first, um, that we work incredibly hard to make sure that we are ahead of the curve. Because I do not believe that it is the right way to go to rush into online um, um, education, right? And that rather to give ourselves even more time to be able to challenge this doesn't mean that we are either omnipotent or arrogant or that we're trying to put a veil over people's faces, uh, or, you know, in terms of what we're doing. You've seen how hard we've worked today and how transparent we have been in bringing down all of our grades, seven, eights, nines, tens, elevens, and twelves, being totally transparent with our community. And I suppose that I'm a little bit angry here because when I look at the hard work that our teachers and, um, you know, and, and, and our supportive parents have put into carefully planning the information that we've sent out, the videos that we've sent out, the information, when I get something like this from a parent, I do, in a time like this, tend to lose my humor. Yeah. I think it's, it's obviously clear that the school has put every measure in place to be transparent with parents. And I think the mere fact that you're sitting here today shows us that Red Hill is in no way nipotent and um, have made any false decisions or any decisions that are going to harm the students. Right now, though, um, we are going to go into a quick break. We will be back with Mr. Jurassi right after this. Red Radio. Broadcasting live 24-7. I had to think about my oldest friends now I... So a parent has just sent in a comment saying, Mr. Jurassic, I'm a parent and I speak on behalf of many parents. You have our full support and the leadership team are doing an amazing job. So I think the negative tone from that parent is, is very singled out. I think um, majorly you're doing an incredible job. And, and then the feedback from, from that is not common. I, I'm you know, Thomas, it's not about us doing amazing, an amazing job, and we're not, we're not trying to say that. But all, all I'm trying to say is, and I, I'd like to thank that parent um, you know, for, for their support, is I think parents know how passionate I am about this school, right? And the hours that I spend thinking about these things. I, first of all, I'm always upfront with parents, and I would never, ever put this school at risk, all right, and then put a veil across it and make up some, uh, some excuse, right? Um, are what we're doing going to work? I think yes. I think we'll be ahead of the curve. Um, and I think the parents that trust me, all right, and know, um, you know, the kind of superb results that we get at the school um, have all 
those results have been because we thought carefully about what we do. So, you know, if parents don't like what I'm doing, don't, don't take away my, my, you know, my passion and the hard work that we put in to make sure that Red Hill is always ahead of the game um, and that we do things for our students. So, yeah. I think it's safe to say that no official set in stone long term decisions can be made during this particular time. I mean, I think a week ago we never saw this coming. I personally didn't see it coming. But to schools that have had made the decision to go into a holiday right into May, is that is that too much? Do you think that's that that's a bit over the top? You know, we're all social beings. I've already had a couple of youngsters who were leaving and I said, have a lovely holiday. And they said, no, we're really not looking forward to it. What are we going to do for three and a half weeks at home or closed up in our homes, etc." You know, I think some people, sometimes people don't understand that, uh, you know, as social beings um, and as young people, it's difficult to be closed up for seven weeks mm. at home, right? Our attitude rather was take a three-week vacation because we've been really pressurized. I don't think people understand the stress of the last couple of weeks. Did we know this was coming? Of course we knew this was coming. Did we put things in place? Of course we've been putting, we've been putting things into place. But we, you know, we want to make sure that the product we give to our students is like every product that comes out of, of Red Hill is an excellent product, right? So the only difference we said was we're going to take another three weeks. Instead of having a holiday later, let's have the holiday now. We need a stress break. We need to just calm down and then we will have things in place. I don't hear of other schools talking about bringing certain kids on campus at different times, dealing with the coronavirus, making sure that we have, we have a way of getting our kids onto campus. While other people are spending seven weeks at home, we're already implementing a way that after three weeks we can get our kids back onto the campus. I think that's amazing. I think we'll be able to do it. The only thing stopping us, okay, will be a presidential decree. But I think we'll get kids back onto our campus before anybody else. And there is no substitute for good classroom teaching. So many schools have their productions going on. And going through social media, the main thing is uh, one of the sayings that's been said is the show will not go on. But at Red Hill, it's a completely different case because Chorus Line is 100% going on. There's no doubt that a Chorus Line will be staged right come hell or high water <laughs> i know how much you and the rest of your cast have put into this production that there is no way that i will not allow it to be staged now people will say but that's irresponsible well it depends on how you allow it to be staged yeah at this moment in time we've postponed the opening till the 23rd of april and we'll see how things go but like every challenge that you're given you know, what, what makes a school different is not that you just follow what everybody else does, right? So certain schools have decided they're doing A, so we all follow what they do. What makes leadership innovative is you look for how you can do things differently that will at all times safeguard your kids, but allow things to happen. And I will make sure that that happens. So watch the space. You guys will get on stage, even if we have to have ghost performances yeah. or half house performances uh, where we will sanitize after every performance and we won't have as many people in the hall um, and there will be distance between people and we will measure temperatures before people come in there are innovative ways of ensuring 
that the show goes on. And as you said, the show must go on. Yeah. We can't allow it to fail. So um, with the show going on, um, is Interhouse Sports also going to be going on? Right, so there's no reason for inter-house sport. Uh, you know, if we get back to school, there's no reason for sport not to continue. In fact, it's really good to have students out playing sport. The healthier you are, as I said, I think a lot of students will get the virus. The healthier you are, the quicker you'll be able to overcome that virus. Um, so inter-house activities will take place because we know who our students are. Our parents will be honest with us. We'll know who's not allowed to play sport, who should play a sport. What we won't do is engage with other schools in terms of sport. Again, we don't know who they are. We don't know what, what, what their schools have put into place to protect their students. Um, so, yes, practices, inter-house sport, healthy living will continue on our campus, but we will hold off on um, any interactions with people that we don't know. Because at the moment, standing, the sports calendar is already very full as it is. So are these events that are going to be um, not happening within this break, are they going to be postponed? Are there going to be matches with other schools? Um, even once the it's calmed down a bit, I, I, for lack of a better word, calmed down a bit this pandemic, will Red Hill be refraining from interacting with other schools within sport, especially contact sports such as rugby? You know, it's exactly, we're mirroring exactly what the world is doing. Mm -hmm. If a Grand Prix is cancelled, it's cancelled. If it happens in a month where there is a virus, it doesn't, uh, most of the time, it doesn't get postponed. Um, you've got, you know, you've got soccer uh, fixtures that have been postponed. If they get to a stage where they can't finish the season, then they won't finish the season. They will either decide that the league will stay as it is at the moment, etc. We will do the same thing. It's a wait and see. Um, if we get into a period where, you know, other schools are not back at school, then those particular games will be cancelled. Um, and we will just we will look back on it as a period in our lives where certain things had to be cancelled because of what what was taking place. Um, where we can reschedule, we'll try and reschedule. Um, we will take it one day at a time, and we will be updating socks all the time. We will also be sending out um, our Facebook page. We will be you know for parents. I know a lot of parents are on Facebook. We will try and keep up to date with Instagram. We know our kids are on Instagram. And I think what's really important now that although we're on holiday, um, I won't be taking a holiday. This is too important a time for... I don't think for, you ever take a holiday. <laughs> for, it's too important for me to be away from the school. So parents need to know that... Um, you know, I'm not going to be running away from this problem and taking a break. I will be here. I will be manning the office. Um, and we will be sending together with our marketing department. We will be sending out regular updates. Please just read our updates. See where we're going. The most important thing here to keep people um, positive, I think, is that they know what's happening. Uh, will all the news be good? No. But at least if we know where we're at and we get the communication, then we feel confident in what's happening. Okay, and then um, on to a, a quite important um, question for me. Um, many of the tests uh, have been rescheduled. And what's going to happen with the A&E period? Are there going to be A&Es as soon as we get back? Or is there going to be a period? Is anything set within that particular area yet? 
Right, so all of our A&Es obviously will be reset. Um, the good news for students is that, as far as I can remember, the first two weeks coming back, there will be no A&Es. We will allow students to come back, um, re-engage with their teachers, and prepare for those A&Es. Um, once again, you know, as a school, we are going to do what's best for our students. We know that testing is one way of understanding where a student is, but if we've learned anything from the International Baccalaureate, Teachers know where their students are at, and they can give predictive scores. We know whether a student at this stage is with an A, a B, a C, without having a major test. Mm -hmm. So what we will do is make sure that with or without tests, we will let parents know where we think their child is. We will engage with them on, 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 on where we think they, they are. We will give advice on, you know, on, on, on what additional work they need to be able to do to keep them up to date. So, yeah, we're pretty confident that um, we'll be able to manage things. I'll put it out there, depending on how things go. Yeah, we might cancel mid-year exams. Um, depending on how many kids are away from school, etc. those decisions we make as you know things happen mm. what i will say is radial has never done things the way other schools do things yeah and we will continue i think that's what puts us ahead of the game so for those parents who want to know why i haven't followed exactly what the asasa schools are doing we look at things a little bit different where we think asasa or other organizations have made correct decisions we'll follow where we think they might have erred, and we can do it in a different way that will benefit our kids. We'll do that. So if we have to cancel mid-year exams because we want to put in more teaching time, we'll do it. I just want your listeners to know that every decision we make is for the benefit of our students and our community. I mean, it's, it's so clear the positive onset that you're having and Sam Cowan has sent in a question she said how are you managing to improvise without panic and what support can parents give you uh, Sam you know that's that's a great question I, I think it's it's uh, you know and I don't want to sound arrogant um, so please don't take this as arrogance but I found in my life that when I've been in a crisis situation that's when my body has kind of forgotten that it's tired Okay. Sometimes in a, when you're in a leadership position, you have to rise to the occasion. I think that's what leadership is about. When a community needs you to be strong and clear-minded and give direction, you have to be able to do that. You've got to put, you've got to decide what is the little stuff and just, just put that out of the way. So for a couple of the parents who've been sending me emails on things that are not that important and I haven't got back to you, please understand you know, I'll get back to you in the holidays. But at this moment in time, I've had to be strong for the staff. I've had to be hopeful for our students. I've had to put a positive message out there while at the same time always telling the truth. So, you know, for me, that really is important. And yes, I am energized because this is a challenge. I want to rise to that challenge. And I want my students to feel that we can do this and not that the world has come to an end and now when is doomsday going to arrive? And if I can't do that, then I shouldn't be leading this wonderful institution. So as long as I have the energy to do that, I will be positive. I will be looking for new and innovative ways of being able to deal with the problem that we have. 
Well, there we have it, Mr. Jurassic is definitely making a considerable effort, and, and I think it's m- many thanks. I mean, f- comments are flooding in. We appreciate everything that's been done by the school. I think it's the right call to take these three weeks as a holiday and then take it from there. Um, you know, this is a time of national crisis, and Red Hill is... Um, comforting us as an education and safety on campus perspective. I agree that it would not be feasible to go directly into online learning and that the break is much needed. If, uh, going back previously, if students... Sorry, can I yeah. just answer <laughs> Sam's last question? Yes. Because while you were yes. co- you know, reading that out, what can parents do? Yeah. So many parents have come on board who are doctors, all right, and have given me advice um, and have been there for me. But the most important thing is just to keep this positive attitude going and supporting the school. When a community supports a school and trusts a school, then we can make decisions and we can move on those decisions. As soon as a community starts to send in the kind of emails as was sent in earlier and starts to disagree with one another, then what you find is leadership can't move forward. So... Sam, you and supportive parents out there, just keep supporting us. Um, We won't let you down and we'll continue to communicate with you. um, So that's what parents can do. Before we say goodbye to Mr. Jurassic, let's just quickly get an update on our headlines with Aidan McConnell. Red Radio News. For the students, by the students. Broadcasting live 24-7. Good afternoon, I'm Ed McConnell with Studio Red News. China says that they are ready to help SA fight off COVID-19 and ESCOM taps into their emergency power supply to keep the public's powers on. Uh, Euro 2020 has been suspended uh, until 2021 due to the uh, feared COVID-19 coronavirus. That's all for Studio Red News. Streaming live across the world on Red Radio. Right, so I've been told that I've got to wrap up. Um, (laughs) It's always such a pity. I don't know where the time goes when I get the opportunity to speak on Red Radio. So I'm going to wrap up with this. I'm I'm not going to talk about the the coronavirus in particular. But what I do want to say is, Thomas, to you and your team, um, I have been so impressed by the initiative, by the innovation that takes place with Red Radio. You know, when we were going through this whole issue, before the president made any statement of closing, it was Red Radio that came to me and said, how can we communicate better with our students and with our parents? We'd like you to come on live on radio and just you know, give it to us all, warts and all, and just communicate. And you showed once again just what an important part of the school you are by allowing us to be able to speak on radio. I hadn't thought about that. You, the students, had thought about that. I think we've got remarkable students in the school who are doing remarkable things because I think they're in a remarkable school that allows them to do these type of things. So let me just end by saying, you know, to you and your team, you guys are here every afternoon, sometimes with big listenerships, listenership, sometimes with a small listenership, but you never stop. You keep going. Um, you've, you've kind of, I hope, you know, you've learned what it is to be a true Red Hillian and a true Red Hillian organization. You never give up. You keep going. You keep pushing for excellence. So from me to you guys, your entire team, just well, well done. And just keep up the excellent work. You, you make Red Hill and you make me incredibly proud. 
Thank you. I know I have an incredible, incredible team behind me. And I know next door with Chris and Aiden and Camilla and everybody and Josh that have been helping with this particular broadcast, we do come together. And I think it's, 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 it's incredible that we have such a, an amazing team. But thank you so much for joining us. Um, I hope that you will continue to come and visit us uh, right here on Red Radio. Thanks for listening. What we will do is we will upload this onto every platform. It'll be on Facebook. It'll be on Instagram. It'll get distributed via WhatsApp. It'll be available for all of you to listen on again. Thank you for listening. Um, Red Radio now will be going into a holiday as well, but we do play music 24-7, so if you are studying during the holidays, you can always catch up with us, but thank you, and this one, it's over and out for me. That's it from Red Radio for today. 